Hello, hello, welcome to Remarkably Brilliant Podcast. And today I'm going to talk about the anxiety and stress that this pandemic is causing and what to do about it. Because I hear you, you're watching so many news, you're reading so many news and you're worried about the different um, news that are all contradicting each other, scientists are saying A, other scientists are saying B, an experience in, in uh, uh, the story that happened in Italy and China managed to deal with containment, but here in UK and the US is not happening as such, not on the same level. So it's totally normal to be anxious because we are worried about people we love, we are worried about ourselves, we are worried about our future. So many of us um, are freelancing, so we won't get paid. And uh, some of us even risk to go bankruptcy. So it's a hard, hard time. But it's hard for everybody. Like literally the globe is suffering the same anxiety and stuff. So this is one lesson that you are not alone. And you're not alone. And this is an important reason to understand that whatever you're feeling, many, many, many of us are feeling the same. And uh, it's weird how I have, during the day, floating sensation. From one moment, I can see the, the light at the end. I've, I mean, we've been through swine flu, MERS, SARS, and... Um, what was the other one? Do, do, do. I don't remember. But even previous generations than us have been through world wars and um, big pandemics without the information we have nowadays. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. But it's scary how this COVID-19 is spread so quickly and easily. And how is making us feel powerless. However, if we keep focusing on what's not working, we really struggle to keep our anxiety and stress levels down. And what is stress exactly? Well, as the Anxiety UK website defines, it's the word stress is usually used to describe the feelings that people experience when the demands made on them are greater than their ability to cope. At such times, people can often feel overloaded under tremendous pressures and very tense or emotional. Stress affects everyone, young and old, and is completely normal reaction that all human beings will experience from time to time when faced with situation that you feel under pressuring. Stress can be looked at in terms of external and internal stressor. External stressor are sources of stress that we are aware of around us. These can include traumas, life experience, or simple daily hassles. Internal stressors are a source of stress that are inside us and are often the most common sources of stress. They are thoughts and feelings that pop into your head and cause you to feel unease. And these can include unrealistic expectations, uncertainty, low self-esteem and apprehensions. So this description, which describes it 
very well. It's on the website of anxietyuk.org.uk. And how can you self-diagnose if you have a high level of stress? Well, if you're struggling to make decisions, either large or small, or you're not feeling able to cope with life, like you're feeling everything is out of control, or you have excessive emotions and crying for small reasons or for like without apparent reason, uh, you have anger or you're unable to concentrate, which is a very common symptom of stress. You have a decreased sex drive, libido, or like even nail biting, increased coffee consumption. Now, these are all signs that you might be stressed, especially if you have five or more. About the coffee, it's very important that if you're feeling stressed, you reduce as much as you can. I trick my mind, I trick my body to drink one coffee, maybe two, and then switch to herbal teas or a glass of water. Because I don't know if you ever noticed, but when we drink a coffee, our anxiety level, well, if we drink too much, um, like I'm okay up to coffee number two. Coffee number three, I started to get a faster heart rate and I don't feel good about myself. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling something is uh, off and it's not good. So this is why I have, I'm trying to reduce coffee. Also because coffee gives you the the push, but then it gives you the crush. Once the effect goes away, it's like, oh, it all goes back. And uh, I sometimes feel tired than when I first started to drink. Now, we have clarified what are the symptoms and signs of being overstressed. What can you do in this period of high-inducing anxiety and of course, all the symptoms that are read, I'm pretty sure you can recognize yourself to feel both. We are feeling the external one, like the news telling, oh, it's so dangerous. People you love uh, might die before uh, their time. Or um, people going to concerts, still going to festivals. And then you have your inside head that is saying, what will happen to your kids or to your work, this is overwhelming, absolutely. And again, you're not alone in these thoughts. The thing is, what can you do on a day-to-day basis? Now, I'm not uh, an expert in how to deal with the treatment. Well, there is no treatment, a part of um, if you have a light you can say from home, but please seek for medical um, instruction on the phone if you think you have COVID-19. So I'm not an expert as such in the medical field, but I am a therapist. So I can gu- give you guidance on how to live through these very stressful times. The st- steps are very easy. No, it's not right. The steps are simple. Easy? No, not really. Every day I need to remind myself and I need to remind myself to feel focused that when things get overwhelming, to do one step at a time. If I can't look till the evening because I'm feeling overwhelmed by the day, I then need to focus what's the best I can do in the next hour. And it can be 
something about work or it can be something like calling a friend that I know is self-isolating at home or it can be washing the dishes or whatever it is. But do something and I suggest to do something that keeps you busy if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious. If you can switch off with a book, that's great. Unfortunately, when my chatterbox is very active, I need to use my hands or I need to move. Like today, um, I went to the dog shelter close to where I'm staying and I asked them that if I have, if they have anyone needing for help while they are um, getting cured in the hospital and they need help with their dogs, I will happily help in. And there are neighbors that might need food or they are self-isolating because they are vulnerable or elderies, go and make sure that they're fine. Don't enter in their house just in case you are a positive to the coronavirus. But this is the moment where we can be much more of a community, of a better community. And Italians are doing this very well. As you can hear from my accent, I am half Italian and my half Italian side is very close to those in Italy uh, living through this lockdown. Now, it's very hard. It's not easy. It's uncomfortable. It's stressful because suddenly you are forced to stay in your own house and sometimes you're forced to be with people that you were not planning to live with them 24-7 and now suddenly you are 24-7 with them. So it's, it's the stakes are high. It's stressful and uh, it might be your partner or your kids or your family members but it's or even flatmates. So suddenly you're living together in a contained space. And, uh, and some of them are even living by themselves so feel a great isolation. So rich for people make sure that they know that if they need you are there to step up and you can help them you can go and pick up medicines or grocery i have a friend of mine she's uh organizing herself to pick up groceries or medicines for her elderly neighbors because she has a few and that's a beautiful thing so see what you can do to make your neighborhood your neighbor's life easier and if you are on the other side, that you need help, reach out. Because people around you might not know what's going on or that maybe you, you are vulnerable or or they don't think to ask you things. So reach out, ask for help, and you will find somebody who will happily do that. In Italy, as I was saying, there is a great sense of community. People are chatting amongst from door to door, from balcony to balcony, there is a great sense of community. People are reading poetry from the rooftops, putting music, singing songs, singing opera or playing instruments. It's amazing how creativity can make you connect with others. Art, share what you know how to do. I don't know how to play an instrument. I don't know how to play a song. But I'm very good with dogs. This, this is something I can do. Um, try to find something that it's your skill that you can help somebody else. Always, though, do it in a safe way. And try to isolate yourself as much as you can. Because this is a time where we need to think about others. 
who are vulnerable and uh, nothing might happen to us. We might not even notice. Some people had the COVID and they didn't even know. But now they test positive. So we might be uh, carrying the virus with us. So let's be very careful when we interact with elderly or vulnerable people because we never know. However, I believe we shouldn't even live in a paranoid way because we are really super scared. We just need to pay extra attention. That's what I think it is. But then again, I'm not an expert. So let's go back to mental health. What to do when you're feeling overwhelmed. Make sure that uh, you share your skill or your tool or you ask for help if you are on the vulnerable side of the of the spectrum. Because when we take care of others, we can go to bed and we feel we have done something to make somebody else's life better. Don't be selfish. Don't buy all the toilet paper. Don't buy all the food. Leave something to other people so um, they can wash their hands. They can use the toilet paper. Also because karma-wise talking, if you get all the, the soap in the supermarket and you hoard on soap and so do your neighbors, the one neighbor who can find soap and can wash their hands with soap then will not be able to wash their hands. And what they are going to do? They are going to probably catch a virus and give it to you the next time. So it's like something is like make sure that everybody has its own quantity. And don't hoard. Supermarkets will keep filling their, their things. There is There are stocks of everything. So don't hoard. Okay? And make sure everybody can get their toilet paper because they are preventing disaster with the sewage. Because if people don't find toilet paper, they're going to use other kind of paper. And if X hundreds of toilets block on the same day, good luck in finding somebody who will unplug it. So they are trying to tell us not to hoard. And plus we don't need six tons of toilet paper because we can find it again. The thing is right now it's very hard to find because everybody is panic shopping. But now, for example, in Italy, I can tell you for sure, people are not panic buying anymore. It's actually the only occasion they have to go out and they can go to the supermarket like once a week because the less you go out, the less likely you are to become a, a contagious person. So they try to go once a week. So they go and they go often, but they buy little. They buy only for the week. So the panic buying is a, a first reaction of when we get fearful. However, we must understand that panic buying is a quite selfish because we are hoarding on, on our needs and we are not considering that somebody else after us will not find the stuff. So please be considerate. They, they, all the supermarkets are saying they will be keeping food stocked on a regular basis. Now, I like that some supermarkets have decided to um, make access available only to the elderies in the first two hours of opening to give them chance to find food, to buy the toilet paper. Like, guys, these people have been through World War, War, World War II. And now 
they're struggling to find toilet paper. That's not fair. Make sure that uh, everybody's getting their fair share of toilet paper and of food. So I really applaud to this um, way that supermarkets, some supermarkets are deciding on how to deal and to protect the elderly. But it should be something from us, coming from us, to say, oh, yeah, that's actually a very good idea. Let's let them um, sort out first. Because a lot of them don't even have cars. We said we do. So, And also, for all UK-based people, um, I'm not sure if you read it. If not, here's the news. Morrison, which is a big grocery chain in UK, have decided that they will pay immediately all the small suppliers to make sure they don't go bankrupt. Guys, try to buy more from the local shops instead of Amazon or these big chains. Help the small shops survive because it's going to be tough. Amazon, big supermarket grocery chains, they have a backup of money that, and they have usually preventivated that something major will happen. So these companies, these massive companies are ready to get some time with very little profit or no profit at all. But a small company, a a family-run business or a small shop, they will not be able to make it if they need to keep paying rent, bills and uh, all the suppliers. So try to give business to the small businesses to the local ones. Otherwise, they might not survive. I have a dear friend who is a hairdresser and he doesn't know if uh, if it goes for long, this pandemic. He told me I might go bankrupt and he's so sad. He's extremely talented and he's so good. He has very good clientele and everything. But if he can't work for a few months, he might need to close down. So please consider before buying from the giants everything and try to avoid to buy from, especially nowadays, from Amazon or these companies. Instead, try to buy from the local as much as you can. It's all our responsibility to each, to help each other. And, uh, and about anxiety, I know it's overwhelming. I being a mindset expert I can tell you I do suffer from anxiety and stress I wish I could tell you once in a while but at the moment I'm suffering from them multiple times a day because this is a scary time and it's weird because it's not something that is confined to a country it's something global happening at the same time globally and um, and people are scared we are because we don't want to die. We have so many things to do. And we don't want our beloved ones to die either, not even to get sick. And please be very considerate of the hard work and how scary some of the medical teams are because they are not fully trained for something that we don't know much about it. And they are risking their lives saving lives i can tell you for sure in italy some of the hospitals are overflowing with patients they don't have enough beds for everybody because 
this is a situation like a wartime and they are deciding on who gets cured in the hospital and who they wish the best of luck but they don't they can't take it so it's very sad moment and i hope it won't happen also in the uk and the us but the problem of this pandemic is it's spread uh, easier than other viruses and it's quite lethal for some categories of people so let's be very supportive if you have a nurse or a doctor or someone who works in a hospital that cleans the the floors or paints or repairs beds whatever they do in a hospital make sure that they know how appreciated you are and if any one of you is listening and is working to fight this coronavirus and is working in hospitals you really have all my esteem. I really wish you to get over this as soon as you as possible. And you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you're doing. You're so heroes and we appreciate so much. So to recap, this post was this podcast was all about keeping the anxieties and stress level in check. There is no quick fix. It's something that whenever you realize that you are wandering in anxious thoughts, in stressful thoughts, you take a deep breath and you do some grounding. I love to picture myself getting like my feet getting roots like a tree and I'm feeling suddenly grounded. I've used this technique in interviews or when I'm feeling anxious. The thing is, the most important thing in a, in a, an anxiety situation is to be aware that you're feeling anxious and then you can do something about it, you know? Knowing that you have a problem is half of the solution. So if you know you're feeling anxious and stressed, take a deep breath, do something that makes you feel grounded and realize that you're not alone. We are in this together. And if you can't face day by day because it's too overwhelming, then face hour by hour. And try to avoid news as much as you can. I check them multiple times and I get lost in the rabbit hole. But then I get much more anxious. And especially try not to watch news or listen to anything that might be anxiety inducing two hours before going to bed make sure that you call your beloved ones make sure you check out on your neighbors to someone who might need help or somebody who might feel alone because it's isolated call them be safe thank you for listening